Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We are thrilled to welcome just a a gorgeous, brilliant Emmy award-winning news anchor. And you know her well as a national Fox News anchor. And uh, I welcome to the show, Julie Banderas. It's so good to have you here. Oh, hi. How are you? Great to be on. And uh, I, I love the area. I haven't been to Philadelphia in a really long time, but it's glad. I'm glad to be able to at least be heard by people from there. Um, Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Pennsylvania. Yes. And so you have a new book, Fiona's Fantastical Fort. So tell us about your new children's book. And I wonder, as, as you're you know debuting the book, and then we look at the storm name Fiona. I don't know if it were. This is the good Fiona, but I, I couldn't help but but notice that that it's Fiona's fantastical fort, and we have Fiona in in the news, obviously internationally as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is a good Fiona. And Fiona was around before this most recent Fiona. So I hope Fiona doesn't get a bad rap for being a stormy um, <laughs> uh, little bit of a, 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 a wreck maker. But um, yeah, no, this is a little girl who's part of the um, Brave series. They have a Freedom Island series by Brave Books. It's a Christian conservative company, book publishing company that reached out to me uh, last year. And, uh, and when they told me about their messages, that's what really just sort of drew me in. And then when we started brainstorming about the theme and the storyline, I was just hooked. It's just such an awesome storyline. But the idea behind Brave Books is what really hit home for me personally. I'm a mom of three kids, ages six, nine, and 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, We moved out of New York City. Recently, during the pandemic, we had a home in Long Island. And during the pandemic, we decided to move out because a lot of the schools were going remote. And I said, no way. That's not happening. So uh, we went out to uh, to Southampton, New York. And fortunately, my children are not really subjected to the woke stuff that is in our schools today, being that they are being raised in Catholic schools. And so we've never really had that problem. But I do know very much so what a lot of parents are struggling with in this country in that there are a lot of things that are being taught to our children that aren't necessarily our decisions as parents. It's the school district's curriculum and they're making choices for us and i'm not sure when and why someone decided that a parent shouldn't be the one ultimately making choices for their children because until your kid's 18 and they're an adult i'm pretty sure it's the parent that makes choices no not not the teacher not the school district not not the 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 taxpayers that vote on whether my my kid should be taught x y or z yes and we're dealing with this as i think many school districts across the the country are dealing with this you know and i'm like you julie i have two kids and went through the catholic schools so even though in philadelphia for example in many of our schools in across new jersey were shut down i think philadelphia we had one of if not the strictest uh shutdowns for schools during the pandemic, and we're, we're certainly yeah. feeling the results of that. But, yes. you know, so it is a blessing, you know, for people who already had their kids maybe in a faith-based school or a private school. But tell us yeah. a, a little bit about Brave Books, because I love, I've done some other interviews with this, but Brave Books, this is a great idea because I think 
I mean, so many families with, you know, little little kids especially are nervous as to buying something that's woke or inappropriate. And then they have to sit there and explain it instead of just enjoy it and, and have the joy of reading a book to their child. Yeah, I mean, it, the the, rea- the reality is that nowadays books are changing. They are very different than the books that we grew up l- listening to and being read to when we were little children. Um, so the CEO of of Brave Books basically came out and decided that he was tired of the fact that you know the 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 philosophy being taught to children the morals the values all of those things are being lost and people are more concerned about teaching people more about current day politics and political views and political correctness um trent talbot is the ceo and founder of brave books and the reason he came out with brave books is because he in fact was working in the field of ophthalmology to be honest and because of this whole woke culture that has now saturated our kids schools and unfortunately the minds of a lot of our children and our youth that are uh, vulnerable and they're you know dependent on us as adults to make the right choices so that we're not shaping their minds in one way or the other let them be children is what i always say he decided to leave the the, the field of ophthalmology, in fact, to start Brave Books shortly around the pandemic. Um, and in the process, it's been an incredible experience to see what he has created with the Freedom Island series. So basically what he has done is he has a monthly subscription book club for parents. And it's called Freedom Island, which is pretty cool. And it comes with this huge map and all these different characters. And every single book... a uh, you know, comes out once a month with a different message, with a different theme. Um, mine happens to be perseverance, which I think is something so important for parents to instill in their children that when things get tough, you must push through, you must persevere, don't ever give up. I always tell my kids, when you start something, you better finish it, don't give up. And that's something that kids need to be taught. I think a lot of times kids are almost taught that, you know, you can try your hardest, and if you've done your hardest, then that's perfect. But if you haven't accomplished, if you haven't finished, then that's not good. We have to teach our kids that, you know, just because you're not coming in first place, that's not the point. Yes, you don't have to win, but you also have to be the best you can be. And don't sit back and expect people to praise you because you've done half the work. You know, like if my child is in a contest and they don't win, I'm not going to congratulate them because like, yay, you lost. But did you complete it? That's what I want to know. No, oh, you you completed it. Great. Well, I'm glad that you completed it. But anyway, so that's the book, you know, in a nutshell, you know, but Fiona is this little girl who decides that she wants to build a fort. And a lot of kids these days are on their iPads. They're not outside. It's just yes. a very different lifestyle that our children are being raised in. Yes. And so this little girl perseveres and she pushes through and she ends up, you know, buying, building a fort outside. Um, tries to impress her friends who are sort of reluctant to, you know, get excited for her. And then eventually, once she pushes through and decides to build this amazing fort after many times of being turned down and, you know, sort of made fun of by her friends, her father encourages her to persevere. And so she does. And in the end, all her friends are, you know, very happy for it and (laughs) praise her and she's very excited. So, but it's just a cute story of how, you know, children are often up against a lot of difficult obstacles and you can't let others bring you down. Yes. How did you come up with the the Fiona Fort? I mean, were you when you were a kid, like we used to make in in the wintertime we'd make the fort with the couch cushions, but then in the summertime totally. in a tree. I mean, how did you come up with that? Or was it inspired as well by your your three children? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, building forts was something that I used to love to do, whether it was raining out or not. I mean, we would be outside playing with sticks and whatever we could find to build cool forts. And I remember just having this just excitement about the creativity and my imagination that would run wild. And I would, you know, picture it to be this amazing thing where, you know, Fiona in her book wants to build a mansion and she wants to buy, build a castle in her, in her mind, it really looks like a castle, but then other kids look at it and they're like, that doesn't look like a castle. That looks like a bunch of twigs, you know, or like in our houses, of course, you know, with, with pillows and blankets, who doesn't, build I mean who doesn't love building forts and it's something that I think a lot of parents love to do with their kids indoors right Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids are not as good at like hanging blankets from high places and like kind of helping them do the fort which is cool because the book publishing company Brave Books they actually came out with an idea where it's actually fort contest month so this month it's really important that people do this because then they get to get a chance to spend time with their children and also win some really cool prizes Um, we're asking people to grab their kids and build a fantastical pillow blanket fort and then you're supposed to upload your picture um, or your video and then we're going to choose a winner. So you can reach out to us on social media, be, there, be it TikTok, I mean, not TikTok, I'm sorry, um, Twitter or Instagram. And use the hashtag Fort Contest and you're going to win um, 10 plus books of the Freedom Island book series. So over 10 books and a signed copy of Fiona's nice. Fantastical Fort. Yeah, and I saw that you had tweeted that out, so I'll retweet it as well, but it's hashtag Fort Contest. And then they get a signed copy of your book, Fiona's Fantastical Fort, as well from bravebooks.us. So that's pretty cool, too. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I love your Twitter uh, account. You d- you define yourself as an Emmy award-winning Fox anchor, mommy to three little humans, and pooper scooper to two dogs. So basically... Uh, you're a full-time cleaning lady who goes to your TV job to relax. It's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. When people say, you know, gosh, is your job stressful? Is it tough? And I say, no, <laughs> being home, that's the tough job. So when I go into work, it's like vacation. Yes. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, being a mom is obviously the hardest job in the world, but I wouldn't trade it for a second. And And since writing the book, I've actually kind of felt like this has given me an opportunity sort of to reconnect with my kids because they have really enjoyed being part of the process, part of, you know, meeting with Brave Books and hearing about the reason why they do this. We ran, you know, we ran some ads where my children were involved with some of the commercials and shoots and they just had so much fun learning about it. And in the book, there's all these different activities that you can do with your kids. And it made me realize, you know, I don't spend enough quality time with my kids. Like a lot of the times what we're doing is we're running to gymnastics, we're running to soccer, or, you know, I'm picking up the kids from school or they're being dropped off. And the first thing is like, get your homework done. And every single day, it's just rush, 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 rush. So it's really fun when you actually give the attention to your kids and actually do thought-based and uh, conversation starter type of activities Mm -hmm. together, how much they really love it. I mean, my kids love that about brave books, just the fun activities in the back and conversation starters that normally you wouldn't think all you say to your kids is how was school? And then usually the answer is like, good. And then that's the end of your talk for the day, you know? Yes. Well, so wait, just to dig in a little deeper. Yes. Well, wait until they're, my, my boys are teenagers now. And so you really get into that in the teen years, but I love the way you, you have a great balance between motherhood, your career, and that's just it. 
at the height of your career, you're also trying to cherish those moments that are precious, that are so fleeting with three, you know, younger kids. Tell me how you balance it all, Julie, because you make it look so easy. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I I never imagined that I would have this many kids ever. And I think (laughs) the reason why is because I was such a I was a workaholic, Mm -hmm. a career addict, a stress addict, whatever you want to call it. So I didn't end up having children until I was, you know, in my late 30s, early 40s. And I think being that I was afraid that there was something out there that potentially would take me away from the one thing I love most. And that's my job. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. my mom, my sister, my family are, are the most important. But you know, my job was so important that I didn't want anybody to take away from that from the time I graduated Emerson College and started working in small markets to work my way up to where I am today. There was nothing that was going to stop me. No boyfriend. To, those usually lasted about three months. And then I'm like, nope, bye. <laughs> um, I used to always joke around that like every relationship had a three month expiration point because at some point, you know, they start to want more attention from you. And I'm like, I've only got so much attention to pass around. So you're lucky that you've made it for three months. I um, love it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that I was not, I was never really available for anything that would actually take up a lot of my time other than my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once I had kids, I mean, my God, they take up a lot of time, but I just loved the fact that my whole life now revolved around two things, my job and my children. And I find a way to sort of blend them both together. I love taking my kids to work. I love to teach them about, you know, being strong and, and, and searching for a career at when you're young. So you know mm-hmm. what you want to do when you grow up and giving them that role model of that. I'm a mom and I'm a woman and I also happen to be the breadwinner and I am an example for a lot of girls that, you know, you grow up a certain way where your father's the one that, you know, earns a living and the mother stays at home. Well, that's, that was my upbringing. Um, But I've turned the tables on that. So I'm hoping that, you know, I teach my daughters someday that they don't have, they don't need a man to make them, you know, powerful, successful, and happy. And that if you find that, that's great, but it's all about finding happiness within yourself. And I think they're just, they love the fact that their mom is different than a lot of their moms, you know, like their friends' moms don't necessarily, you know, do more than what, you know, what the, what your typical house mom would do, which is so much work, you know, but to be able to do both, I think, is a really cool balance to sort of pass on to your children. Well, Julie Banderas, we really appreciate you. You're, you know, an Emmy Award winning journalist, TV anchor. And, I, you know, you're, you're talking about when you had kids, but, you know, we all watch you and, and just uh, you're ageless as well. And uh, so I, I don't know what you're doing, but or what water you're drinking. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My Facebook memories, you know, when your Facebook memories pop up and you're like, oh, my God, that feels like yesterday. Yeah. I'm pregnant in all my Facebook memories. And I'm like, when the hell was I not pregnant (laughs) but yeah i'm done but it's amazing how facebook looks to remind me that i've just spent so much time being pregnant but no motherhood is the greatest thing in the world so and and being able to do this and work with a company that's you know a christian-based company has just brought me back to my roots and it's just like such an amazing experience julie banderas i'm glad i had time yes and we we just appreciate you and i'll talk more about where people can find you in that fort contest but julie thanks a million um you made my day yes Oh, thank you. Yours, mine as well. I just got back from Croatia. So this is like the first time that I've actually been speaking other than, 
you know, being on vacation away from kids. So I'm glad to be back and finally talk about the book again. So <laughs> this was my first one. Well, congratulations. So great to talk to you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much. Julie Banderas. And so you can find her on Twitter at Julie Banderas. And you can also, if you're interested in knowing more about the Fort Contest, it's hashtag Fort Contest to win those books and her book, Fiona's Fantastical Fort. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.